0: literally removed all the red tape of this. They're not asking too many questions and they're just handing out money.
1: Hi, I'm Andrew Goldstein, and this is The Art Angle, a podcast from Artnet News, where the art world meets the real world, bringing each week's biggest story down to earth. With the coronavirus shutting down societies all over the world and exacting a horrific human toll in terms of both lives and livelihoods, it's natural that people are looking for beacons of hope or at least some inspiring leadership. It may be a sign of the uncanny times that we're finding it in weird places. New York State Governor Andrew Cuomo, never the most likable autocrat, is now seen as some kind of Harrier Churchill for his blunt but humane communication of the facts. Another unlikely hero, Germany. Since the virus broke out in China last year, Germany has been ahead of the game in developing tests for COVID-19, and Chancellor Angela Merkel was the first world leader to warn of its catastrophic impact. Now Germany is the marvel of Europe for its low death rate from the disease, and more recently, it has become an icon of enlightened largesse, releasing a sweeping economic relief package that includes some $50 billion for small businesses and, crucially, for the self-employed. So what does this mean for art? Well, the vast majority of artists, as well as art professionals, are self-employed workers, which means that German artists, and especially those in its poor but sexy art capital of Berlin, are far better positioned to weather the economic storm than artists in other countries, particularly the U.S. Why? To discuss, I'm joined on the podcast today by Artnet News' European editor, Kate Brown, who is zooming in from Berlin. So thanks for coming back on the Art Angle, Kate.
0: Thanks for inviting me.
1: Where are you locked down in Germany right now?
0: I am holed up in Kreuzberg, Berlin, but the sun is shining, which is probably making it all a bit more painful.
1: So tell me about Germany's relief package. Why why is it the envy of the international art world right now?
0: I think that the envy it's generating is probably... A package between the sum and the way that it's being rolled out, but also the speed in which it's being executed. So this pandemic struck in mid-March and it was pretty clear by last week that Germany was going to be helping swaths of small businesses and freelancers. So, the first thing that happened was the federal government announced that it would be giving $50 billion in small grants or bridging loans to freelancers and self employed people for their business costs. And Berlin. In the meantime, was also following up with its own plan because Berlin is a city-state and all the states are also preparing their own aid packages to varying degrees of success. But Berlin at the same time was also preparing one and they quickly announced that they were going to hand out 100 million to freelancers and small businesses as well. And so Everyone was a little bit um, skeptical about this at the beginning because it sounds just um, too good to be true. But what ended up happening by last Friday is these online applications were open. The Berlin Senate which has emerged as sort of a star in this even more than the federal government. The Berlin government opened up these application forms and people could just log in. Before the applications were open, it wasn't clear if there was going to be an advisory board of museum directors or if there was going to be different kinds of qualifications needed if you were an artist or a small cafe owner. But in the end, all they wanted was your name, your banking info, your ID, and this is important, your tax number, and they have handed out up until today 1.3 billion euros to about 150,000 people.
1: So you mentioned that this is both the, the federal government in Germany and the local governments, particularly in Berlin. Is the local government stimulus on top of the federal stimulus?
0: Yes, exactly. So the 1.3 billion that's now been handed out is from the Berlin government, the state. And then on April 6th, the Berlin state has now going to start tapping into this 50 billion.
1: And do we know what the sum total of these two forms of stimulus are going to be giving to the artists in Berlin?
0: I asked about that and they don't have the data on what kinds of freelancers and small businesses, which would include small galleries, have been applying because they've literally removed all the red tape of this they're not asking too many questions and they're just handing out money and the questions will certainly be asked later because germany is well known to be very fiscally austere let's say and i think that the number will also potentially grow because of the changing nature of this crisis you know a couple of weeks ago it was 100 million and now they've given away 1.3 billion so these numbers are are constantly shifting but what is certain is that as far as berlin goes there's such a huge cultural scene here and everyone that I checked in with, whether it was freelance art PR person or an artist or a translator of gallery text like everyone that I asked applied for this money and has received it as of me speaking right now.
1: So in the United States right now they're rolling out a nearly 2.2 trillion dollar relief package for its citizens including $360 billion that's allocated specifically for small businesses. So how is this different from what Germany is offering? Well,
0: Germany is helping out individual freelancers. Of course, the economy all over the world has been changing to a gig economy. And so this is something that the German government recognized would be an important economic category to factor in. Non-EU citizens can also get this money. So you don't actually need to be German to receive this 5,000, which I think is quite unique. They recognize that there's a lot of expats here that are crucial to the cultural economy. And I think in terms of the actual number numbers, they're perhaps comparable because Germany has 80 million people and there's at least $50 billion that's going to be given to small businesses as well as individuals. And there's over 300 million people in the states and their package is 360 billion. So I think they're dealing with similar numbers. But what's really different is, of course, this category of individuals and also the fact that they have been rolling it out so quickly because they're ultimately, I think, trying to avoid a rent strike.
1: So. There's a jokey stereotype about German efficiency, but it seems like they're actually being stereotypically efficient in giving out this money. So are people just getting this overnighted or how is the money being delivered to the people?
0: It is being wired into their bank accounts and no questions are being asked right now. They're handing everyone 5000 and then at the end of the year when it comes down to tax time, they're going to start getting into the nitty gritty. There's something that I don't think that a lot of people know that is really different about the way the German economy works. And that is that enshrined in the German constitution is the idea of the zero black policy. And that means that Germans do not run deficits. Every year they end their budgets with a surplus or they end at the black zero so they never go into the red. And this helped them a lot in 2008 because they were able to sink into debt and then bounce back really quickly. So they have sort of a blueprint for how to be dealing with this right now. And they passed a legislation that they do not need to adhere to the black zero policy. And so suddenly. Tons of money has been made available very rapidly, and that's how they are intending to bail themselves out of this crisis that may take place over the next six to
1: 12 months. So from what you're saying, it sounds like this is all being done very practically and efficiently. But that's not to say that there haven't been any complaints. One artist actually wrote directly to me after the stimulus was announced in Germany, calling the process, quote, a nightmare for all concerned. saying. It is highly bureaucratic with umpteen different forms having to be filled out, accumulating to no less than 60 pages of small print with highly complicated terminology. Does that ring true to you?
0: Yes, it rings true in most other situations of dealing with anything in Germany. And I think that what that person was talking about was there was an opinion editorial that came out from Hamburg about um, how the aid was going on to welfare. So again, There's a lot of different funds being made available and different cities and states are running things in different ways. I think that that's to the point that people were distrustful of how good this deal sounded, particularly um, in Berlin, because everyone well knows the reality of lining up at six in the morning outside of the mayoral office just to get like a stamp on a form. I mean, the bureaucracy is is huge here, and it can be very traumatizing for a lot of people. So in the end, people were expecting that there would be some kind of hitch like that, but it's so far proved everyone wrong. I reserve a certain amount of caution because I think that we'll have to see what happens at the end of the year when people come to file their taxes, like whether they'll maybe take some of the money back from people or turn these grants into loans. I'm not sure how it's going to look, and it seems like no one's quite sure. But for now, everyone's pretty happy. (laughs)
1: So it's kind of amazing that the German government has been very clear that it specifically means to have artists as beneficiaries of its program. German culture minister, Monica Gruters uh, said, and I quote, our democratic society needs its unique and diverse cultural and media landscape. Artists are not only indispensable, but also vital, especially now. Is, Is this kind of belief in the value of culture a fringe thing in Germany or is it something more mainstream?
0: I think it's relatively mainstream. If you look at the historical picture, I mean, art was so heavily politicized in some of the darkest moments of this country's history. And so I think they're very acutely aware of the importance of keeping a free and open artistic discourse alive. I also think that the country is very aware of what an important role it plays in their soft power around the world. I mean, Germany has these uh, Goethe institutes and they're kind of like outposts where they send their curators and they kind of pollinate around the world and make exhibitions. And they're very aware of how esteemed a lot of their, their painters and sculptors and curators are, many of whom end up in museums in the States, for example. And when it comes to Berlin... The economy here is so directly connected to the cultural um, scene. If Berlin didn't have its artists and its clubs and its music scenes and its graffiti on the walls even, you know, it wouldn't draw the tourism that is basically to credit for the economic revival of this city after the fall of the Berlin Wall. It's altruistic, but it's also very financially uh, sound, what they're saying.
1: That seems to be a parallel that is impossible for at least Republican politicians in America to uh, wrap their heads around. I mean, you contrast that with the Republican career politician Nikki Haley, who denounced the already inadequate amount of money allocated in the US stimulus bill, tweeting the question, quote, how many more people could have been helped with this money? It's as if they think that the arts are, you know, in in the words of Tim Schneider's column, some kind of magically generated good that doesn't have people attached to it. Why do you think that Germans and Americans differ so much on this point?
0: I think it you know it connects to the sort of historical connection they have between culture and economic crises, but also a lot of this country was a social not really democratic republic for many years, and socialism uh, is still playing into the way that this country thinks about things. And it, now that it is a democracy, that is not entirely negative. And I think that high taxes and a welfare state, and believing that um, bailing out the little guys is just as important as bailing out the big companies, is something that they are acutely aware of. And it's not just ideological because Merkel's party is for all intents and purposes a conservative party. Another thing that is quite different here that is sort of interesting to mention is that all of the different ministers that are making all these policies right now and handing out all this money to artists and and the cultural scene are from various parties because it's not a two-party system and therefore there's somehow in a moment of crisis, a very balanced thinking because there's some socially democratic leading parties, there's some fiscally conservative leading parties. And together it seems like they're coming out pretty cool headed in this crisis, at least so far.
1: You mentioned Angela Merkel, once a powerhouse in Europe. She's been politically weakened in recent years by the rise of the populist right wing and the collapse of the liberal internationalist agenda. Now, however, she's come roaring back. How is she viewed in Germany today?
0: Well, her nickname is Muti, which means um, mommy. And so I think that that says a lot about how Germans feel about her. They're very ready to be annoyed by her. But in the dark moments, she is a huge comfort because she is so stoic and she is so cool headed in in crises. And she's proved to be that time and time again. Some of her policies, which were inflaming the far right, have kind of quieted for the moment because she has really emerged in this crisis as such a strong voice of reason. She did a national address last week and she thanked the grocery workers. And she also acknowledged the undemocratic feeling that exists in being locked down because she's East German and she knows what it's like to have your rights restricted. Um, So she's a very trustworthy politician and she's also very relatable in a moment like this where those are two things that you really need.
1: So it sounds like maybe she's more the uh, Winston Churchill of the hour than Andrew Cuomo is. Is she being viewed positively in Europe outside of Germany as well?
0: That's an interesting question. I think that that remains to be seen. Countries so far are taking pretty isolationist policies. I'm curious to see how the EU stands together after all of this, because, you know, it doesn't probably feel so good to be a few countries over in Italy and be hearing about these massive bailouts. That being said, as I understand it, the Germans are taking in sick patients from other countries into their hospitals because they have the space. And I do believe that the EU is working on policies altogether as much as they can. But it seems like Germany is really taking care of itself. At least that's sort of what the headlines are saying. And that's probably how the other countries are seeing it.
1: So going back to Berlin, let me just read you the opening paragraph of an article that you wrote last year. Quote, spend time at enough Berlin gallery openings and it won't take long for conversations to turn bleak. Recurring talking points include the German capital's soaring real estate prices, the ongoing wave of gallery closures, financial crunch facing the city's artists, and a lack of art collectors. A recent survey of Berlin-based art professionals found that the majority cannot make a living wage from their creative work. Unquote. It sounds like Berlin's art scene, at least, has been in dire straits for a while. Is this stimulus some kind of bonanza for the city's artists?
0: Bonanza? Maybe. What I wrote there is really about the fact that Berlin is one of the most rapidly gentrifying cities at the moment. The rents are exploding. Artists can't find studios. There's a huge tech boom here that is creating a certain amount of tension between the arts, cultural sphere and the tech sphere who somehow sort of think that they're part of that sphere. There's also, you know, a lot of fantastic uh, work going on from groups like the Berlin Artists Association, who have really been lobbying the government to better support its artists to provide studios and also to take into account the fact that there's at least 10,000 visual artists living here and the average one makes under 10,000 a year. So, in a way, this stimulus was a band aid too over a sore point that is certainly going to reemerge after all of this is over. And that being said, there's the whole conversation that's existing within artists, but then there's also the dealers here that are also struggling in a lot of ways. They lost their gallery weekend, which is a huge market event here, and then they also lost Art Cologne this year. And of course, Basel that's now been postponed. The taxes on art here are 19%, and this number went up in 2014 from 7%. So if you're a collector and you want to buy an Olafur Eliasson piece, and you're living in Germany, there's certain amount of logic that would maybe make you wonder if you should call that UK gallery that also represents him. And this is something that the German Art Dealers Association has been arguing about with the government here as well, too. And there is a certain resentment. I've heard from a couple of dealers about this already since this um, stimulus package came out, which is like, does Monica Gruters hate? the art market, <laughs> because it seems like while they are rushing to support you know, the little guys, maybe one could see a, a lack of parity between the two. And there's a, a lot of different angles to that, and that's a huge oversimplification of it. But that's something that is not going to be fixed by the stimulus package.
1: Are you saying that there's maybe an overemphasis on the socialist aspect of giving out the money to individuals rather than a more capitalist take? of supporting businesses?
0: I don't necessarily think that, but some dealers do and the perspective is understandable. Another thing that is important to mention that is going to sort of save Germany to a certain extent in this crisis is they have this thing called Kultzarbeit, which means short-term work leave. So basically, if you can't afford to pay all of your staff, instead of laying them off, you can reduce their hours and then the government will pay the rest of their salary. Um, And this was something that really saved them in the 2008 crisis. That's why they rebounded so strongly. And they're really banking on it for this one. So a lot of mid-range galleries that are not able to get this money that have you know over 40 employees are, are going to be able to use this and save their staff.
1: And is this just an ongoing government policy that can be used in any time? Or is this only something that gets clicked in when there's times of crisis?
0: As far as I understand, it would be for a company that's in crisis. But then, of course, in this particular moment of crisis, now that the government has revoked this enshrined zero black policy, now everybody is using it and they're expecting upwards of two million people to be put into this Kurzarbeit position. But it will, I think, save a lot of the galleries here for the next you know, six months.
1: That is um, kind of remarkable, and I'm sure that the, the dealers in, in the United States at least are are seeing, looking at that with a lot of envy. So if I'm correct, those stimulus checks are being deposited in people's bank accounts as we speak. How are people in the art scene spending it? Do you know what they plan to do with their money?
0: Well, the ones that I've talked to are using them for the costs of living. That's something that remains to be seen with the money from the federal government, if artists are going to be able to use it for their living costs or if they are only going to be allowed to use it for their quote-unquote business costs. But at least in terms of this €5,000 that many artists and freelance creatives have gotten, it's just to survive for the next six months. And after six months, you know, if this crisis is still playing out, they'll revisit and perhaps doling out another round if they're financially capable of doing that. But I think that, you know, people have studios and they have their rent to pay. And a lot of artists who live here are working multiple jobs at different kinds of galleries and museums as art handlers. And the ones who maybe have some artist assistance are hoping to keep their artist assistance on some form of pay. And they have even larger studios to pay rent for. So while it sounds like a lot at the onset, it'll go really quickly, I imagine.
1: Now, these are obviously still very early days of the crisis and its economic fallout. But if you look around on social media, you can see that people are reacting to Germany's stimulus program with this kind of overwhelming enthusiasm. And some people are even saying that given the lack of support for the arts elsewhere, Germany's plan could potentially make Berlin reemerge as a really strong capital of the art community. Do you think that that's within the realm of possibility?
0: In some ways, it it already is in the sense that it's a really important incubator for artists. But I think again, it comes back to this question about what's going to happen to the German art market overall, because um, once this crisis is over, if there's still um, a lot of tax on art, and the market can't really move as fluidly as it, it needs to here. That could hinder a sort of relocation from, say, London or Paris to Berlin. But of course, Germany did emerge really strongly after 2008 in comparison to a lot of EU countries, and it's seems from my perspective that they seem to know how they want to move right now strategically. So I feel pretty confident in saying that I think they're going to do well um, in this difficult time.
1: Okay, so last question. What meme (laughs) or what funny art thing has been kind of keeping you distracted from this overwhelmingly horrifying situation in the world right now is there anything that has been taking your mind off of the situation
0: well over last weekend when these applications were open there was a lot of artists and other creative freelancers just sitting at home pressing refresh on their browsers kind of moving in the lineup trying to get from number 110,000 to you know 99 1,999, and um, a few funny memes emerged from that. One that was sort of notable is comparing this little green stick man that was sort of moving you down in the lineup to the Bergheim lineup. Bergheim being one of the most famous clubs in the world that is virtually um, impossible to know how to get into, which was not dissimilar from this application over the weekend. <laughs> so people were saying, you know, this was the reality. Uh, uh, three weeks ago of me in the lineup. And now here I am today, refreshing my browser with a little green guy.
1: Well, hopefully we'll all get back in that line to Berghain (laughs) someday soon. That's it for this week's episode of The Art Angle. Thanks very much for coming on, Kate. If you like what you heard, you can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. The Art Angle is produced by Tim Schneider and Caroline Goldstein and edited by Nick Long. Thanks for listening and see you next week.